We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, folks, what's good? We are back. Another episode, Ain't No Seats, and I don't even know what to call this one. I'm just going to call it a little March preview. I know we came Sunday, we did a episode reacting to the bracket. Now we've had some time. We've been able to really dig into the numbers. Us three guys, incredible <clears throat> evaluators of talent, and now we've probably filled out some perfect brackets i'm just kidding i know i know less than i did sunday um so we just wrapped up finishing uh texas southern versus corpus christi who had the worst uniforms in the history of basketball texas southern wins disagree oh my god we're very passionate about that one right dude they're they were ab explain how you think those were even remotely okay because they're different from every other college basketball uniform there is out right now so they were the also, camouflage 2013 NCAA tournament. Yeah, but those were like Adidas. Absolutely awful. Like these, I don't know, they had some character to it. I liked it coming out of a team that's gonna win like two games in the rest of their program history. They also didn't have last names on the back of their jerseys, I think. It's I think all about the name said, on the front, brother. I think they all said Islanders. I'm telling you, it was like a, a fourth grade level uniform. Like I don't, it, it looked horrible. But anyways, let's not uh, let's not debate sixteen seed uh, uniforms tonight. Let's talk March. <laughs> let's talk bracket. I guess I uh, I threw out to AB a little earlier. Um, well, B turn. I guess do you you said you had some takes on Texas Southern. Are we gonna talk Texas Southern prep them at all, or should we just jump into kind of I'm getting a little worried about that 8-9 game as time has passed on, so I want to talk about that. But if you have any Texas Southern takes, get them out now. Um, It's kind of funny how you were talking about how we might do a preview of their top 10 guys. Um, And this is, I mean, obviously there are 16 seeds. It was a joke, by the way, people. (laughs) Obviously there are 16 seeds, so we shouldn't be worried, but nine of their top 10 that get the most minutes are seniors. Um. And Here I was looking go. at their I was looking at their, at their schedule too. Like they played a ton of power fives close. So like they beat they Florida, did, didn't they? Yeah. Smoked Florida. Yeah, by like 15. And then they like Washington was a single digit game. Um St. Mary's, who's in the tournament and is always really good, is was a single digit game, like eight points. And so I mean they play a tough non-con every year, and they've there's been like it was Air Force. I don't know if they're any good, but that was like a two or four point game. So they won at Florida. They played some power five super close. And 
everyone that plays on their team is a senior. The only one that isn't is a junior. Like I'm not saying that I feel like your eyes laughing because I'm he thinks I'm like hinting that they could beat us, but I could just see it being I mean a little tight in the first half, maybe like the pin game when uh Seth Davis picked them to beat us. Weren't we down ten in the first half in that game? Yeah, because mm-hmm. then Doke wasn't was supposed to play terrifying. and Doke checked in or something. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I mean, Texas Southern, yeah, you see seniors. But, like, normally I feel like I do uh, talk myself into a 16 seed, like, giving us a battle. It's normally around, like, style of play or those teams that just make a ton of threes. I can't remember. Was that Penn story? Did they just shoot the crap out of the ball from three? I can't remember why people – because that so. was a storyline. People were well, like, Penn could beat a one seed. They were So, analytically, they were, like, top 100 which I feel like 16 seeds uh, are normally in like the 250s. And I think we're yeah. only like a 16-point favorite, which is pretty low for a one seed. But um, yeah, that's all I can really remember about. I don't really, really remember style. Who, who did we play in 2013 when we were at the Sprint Center? Because we played UNC in the second round. I feel like the first game was cl- really close against the 16. Who Do you remember uh, that? With his senior year and Relaford's senior year? I should probably look it up real quick, but I don't remember that game at all. I mean, the game that always stands out to me growing up, like the Holy Cross game. I don't even think we were a one seed, but yeah, we were. uh, Kirk Heinrich rolled his ankle, and like, was that oh two, oh three, oh three? I think because we weren't a one seed in oh three, but I thought we were were a one seed in the Cross game, right? Were we? I think we were. They talked about it on PMC. I thought we were in oh. 03 or what year did that happen? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it was. Oh, yeah, 03. yeah, yeah. You're right. It was... So that was 02. We almost lost to Holy mm-hmm. Cross because 03, we were not a one seed. No. I don't know. Wow. Pods Dude, off beat... the rails early with 16 seed talk. <laughs> we beat Western Kentucky by seven uh, in 2013 with Withy and them. I remember it because I was in Mexico for like, I was senior in high school and was there for, and it was like, it was close late. I remember. I'm trying to see like what the score was at halftime. I mean, not that it really matters, but I just remember being. I can't believe I that. don't remember that. And once, Western, once Kentucky Western Kentucky is like, like it kind of that's rang like a, a bell for me. Sneaky, a sneaky good 16 seed. Haven't they been like 13 seed before? Whatever. We got to get back on track. Okay. We were. Do down we have a half. line? We were down one at half to Western I mean, Kentucky. I can't believe that's not more of a memory for me. I had to have been absolutely terrified. Um, but do we have a line out for that game yet, Texas Southern? Like, I would be mad if we don't win by more than twenty-five points. I'm trying to pull one up right I mean, now. I, um, I didn't. I see doubt the line will be that up, much, but yeah, I'm not seeing anything. Be turned other than like a bunch of seniors, and they obviously have beaten some good or play, beat. Florida have played well against Power Five teams. Do did you see anything that actually concerns you about this being a game? No, I mean I watched the last five minutes of the game, um, and I was looking. I was looking at Kinbaum. They're just barely over a hundred. Uh, they're like a hundred eight or so defensively, according to Kinbaum, but they can't score very well. So, I mean, obviously, yeah. I'm not super worried, but. I don't know, that, like hey, because we're of, Kansas fans, it's what we do. Because again, like ourselves. I mean, we're known not to be great defensively this year, so it's like they're not going to be able to score us. But we're elite offensively, so it's like a top 110 defense isn't going to bother us. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not worried at all, and that's why I just 
just don't want to waste too much effort or time talking about Texas Southern. What I do want to talk to talk about is I, I said this to AB a little earlier. After the rush of Selection Sunday went away, you know, we were thrilled with our draw, thrilled with our region. We loved everything about it. Started to think about San Diego State or even Creighton, but San Diego State scares me a little more. It's just we've said it a thousand times. Bill Self. He struggles in a second-round game, and he struggles in an Elite Eight game. That quick turnaround, 48-hour turnaround, less time to prep, less time to scout. Are we terrified about the fact that San Diego State is the exact type of team we did not want to see in a second-round game? When it, I mean, right, A.B.? You're making a face. I just – I refuse to use <laughs> the word terrified for an eight-seed or a nine-seed. Like – that seems maybe it's just us being scarred from past years and losing, you know, second rounders a handful of times. But to say terrified, like if we're going to say we're terrified of San Diego State, we should just stop the podcast right now because we're terrified of them. We're not going anywhere. No, I agree. And I'm saying it's in like com- comparative to who else we could be playing in this game. Like, would you I rather think play Memphis? Th- would you rather play? No, I mean, no. But yeah, I would rather play. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I do like I did see people saying we got the easiest eight nine game, but when it comes to matchup, I think San Diego State can be an issue for us. And they play awesome defense. We've said that they second in the country defensively, uh, athletic. Um, but so this is why I threw the question out. Like you haven't you haven't gotten at all worried about them. I don't see how it's known as the easiest eight nine game though when I feel like analytically San Diego State's probably the best eight or nine in the entire field. And well, that I think was Boise like Boise State's better than San Diego State and they're an eight. Ken Palm has uh San Diego State higher. They're like ranked twenty first according to him. But I think the thing that scares us or at least scares me is like when we sat down to watch the selection show Sunday, it was like Cole was telling me how Jesse Newell was writing that the one team we don't want to see in the field, or maybe it was between eight nines was San Diego state. And then they pop up as the eight seed. And then you look at them defensively. Cause it's like, we kind of talked all year about what kind of game we'd want in the tournament, like a muddied up game or a high scoring game. And I feel like we, me and AB maybe at least have said like, we don't really trust ourselves to get stops late. So it's kind of scary that, I feel like there's no – I don't see us blowing them out, so I feel like it's going to be like a 65-60 gritty win. So that kind of scares me about us getting stops late and a team that could actually slow us down and make us work for things on offense. You know what this reminds me of? Remember in 2016 <laughs> when we got UConn as our eight seed and everyone was freaking out because UConn had won a title as a seven or an eight seed a few years ago and they've gone on runs and they get hot, they win their conference tournament – and then we blow them out of the water in the second half, and Wayne is a cooler dunk than maybe in the Big 12 tournament. And, like, we just freak wow. out for nothing. That's just what KU fans He's do. He's been thinking about this all day. That okay. one just came but, to my mind. But, I've got more coming. But, Trust me, Dad. but, 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 the the difference with that is, and this is just me trying to get a little, I don't know, we've been scarred way too many times to just be rolling into this tournament as confident as we were Sunday night. But here's the thing. The UConn thing's different because UConn, that's just that's just seeing a name, seeing a brand, and saying, oh, they've won tournaments before. They can beat us. It had nothing to do with matchup. It had nothing to do with success that season. It had nothing to do with style of play. The reason San Diego State is scary, just like B-Turn said, 
is because is... Jesse said they were. Is that why we're freaking out? That's kind of yeah, vibe I'm getting Jesse's from a, a lot, lot of people. I know Jesse's he's a lot great smarter work. than all of us. Not, but it's like he said the most scary eight or nine seed we could get. There's still a limited and we group got of teams, right? But there's still a limited group of teams that they can choose from. And we're also be favored by eight or ten points, regardless of who we play. And also, it's a that? that. Do you think that? Do you yes, think that? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Also, it's a one-point spread, so it's like we could easily see Creighton, and we don't even talk about Creighton this entire week, and then they end up somehow beating us. But uh, Creighton, I mean, you guys hate Providence. I haven't watched them really at all, but they beat Creighton beat Providence by like thirty in the Big East tournament. I've uh, uh, the one thing that scares me about Creighton is Alex O'Connell transferred from Duke. Just screams guy that would go off against us in the tournament be the storyline the transfer from duke who got free of <laughs> coach k and now he thrives i can just see it <laughs> but i'm like 99 certain we're playing san diego state and i think it's going to be an ugly game and that's fine we've said before there are going to be rock fights in the tournament those are ones you got to win on a short turnaround i do think it's going to be close but i mainly just did all this to fire up ab a little bit i want to show you some other you things should. i found that actually has me extremely confident the hawks are going to be okay um we're freaking out about defense we just handled texas tech who has a better defense than san diego state best in the country um best in the country if you look at ken palm if you kind of look for teams with similar defense similar offense i don't know that i didn't do a ton of digging into this but like teams that we played they're kind of similar are like iowa state and oklahoma state um two teams we swept so we've seen we've seen great defenses all year too which is that's gonna be huge for us if we do see them so we've seen all jokes aside we've seen tech three times yeah um all jokes aside i i feel pretty good about the hawks uh making the second weekend but i just you know i got home i re-listened to our episode and i was like man we are feeling ourselves. We love this bracket, and we are setting ourselves up to be absolutely gutted. So what can I do to maybe temper uh, those high of expectations? But like I said, I still think we handle business. We'll be fine. I think this team's really good right now. But just wanted to see what your thoughts are on San Diego State and old Anthony Bax. <laughs> Hates them. It just it screams it screams Creighton winning this game because that's all our I feel like I feel like our fans are more worried about San Diego State in the second round than like potentially I feel like our fans think Iowa's a fraud. Our fan base is probably the only fan base. So and like you said earlier, like past tournaments, we've struggled in the second round. So that's always that's always a game KU fans look at during selection Sunday, I feel like. Like we'll be a one or two and we're just worried about who our seven or ten or eight and nine is. I don't know if you guys agree yeah. with that, but I feel like that's always been a thing, like second round matchup. Like I've said it, I already said it on this pod. Like I trust Bill Self in a Sweet Sixteen game so much. I mean, even even the Michigan State loss in 09, that team we looked good. We just didn't execute late, and then Michigan obviously not to get too deep into that, but like we looked like we were gonna go. If you just so watch that out of the final couple minutes. We looked like we were going to go win the national title. Like we looked so good. We were so well prepared. Um, I just, that's how I see the Iowa game going. If Iowa gets there, what are you laughing at, AB? And Wi Fi is so bad right now. 
Whose Wi-Fi? Yours. <laughs> you said so something cut out. out, and AV was just like, "Yep." Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, everything yeah, seems fine on my end. You're fine. Um, I just feel like yeah, we get, that's we how get, we get scared for like second round matchups all the time. Remember Michigan State in 2017? Like they had all that talent. Remember UNC in 2013 when we were at the Sprint Center against Roy, and they had all that talent things like that yeah. and and then wichita state obviously we lost that one but i feel like it's always such a huge topic on twitter or social media when we see who we might be playing in the second round okay okay one last thing to <laughs> jesse newell last year i'm sure put out a similar article that said ku does not want to see usc in the second round we did that's just a saying. lot that is now, a lot different it, that it is, is. So, that is saying. so unfair it's not even funny right? <laughs> no i don't like that you said that <laughs> i'm just saying if you're talking matchups let me know when um, san diego state has a rookie of the year in the nba next year and uh we'll go from there. who knows i can already see jesse like writing an article after we beat texas southern and <clears throat> he predicts us to lose or something i feel like he has a <laughs> humongous boner for them for Texas Southern? No, oh. I'm saying if we beat Texas Southern and we play oh, San Diego okay. State, I could see him writing one of those yeah. articles he writes and having San Diego State 59, Kansas 54. Yeah, and that's what the type of game will be, and I will be absolutely horrified the entire time. But, okay, <laughs> they enough San Diego often. State. This team's not scoring 54 points either. I saw they lost a game earlier this year, 42 to 37. Dude. That's who we just so. talked for 15 minutes about being terrified of. That's the thing, though. Like, how much can you really slow us down? You know, like, they have the second best defense in the country, according to Kim Pong, but it's like they're like 150 offensively. So it's like you could slow us down maybe a little bit, but like AB said, it's like you would think we're going to score 65, 70 points, and they're not going to yeah. be able to keep up either, especially like I don't know how you guys felt about the Big 12 tournament. <clears throat> But Bill was like ecstatic before, uh, like press conference the other day talking about us guarding. Like, he was like, That's as tough as we made it on teams all year. And like, he just continuously said, like, That's the best we've guarded. Like, he was like really happy with our guys defensively. So, I feel really good about that going into the tournament, too. So, it's like, if we do play a team that can D up like that, but we're guarding as well, too, but and they can't score, it's like, I, I feel like. I've the past few days I've continuously like been more confident, been more confident playing San Diego State. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I don't think they I've just been trying I've been trying to find ways to get my expectations down. Like I do not want to be gutted, but I don't know. A B, you got any other thoughts on San Diego State Creighton before we move on? I'm dying to talk about anything else. <laughs> okay. Okay. I can't well, believe the three let's talk seven. Iowa. I can't believe yes. the one eight. I can't believe the one eighty AB's done on this team. I love it so much. It's not yeah. even just like confidence in us. It's just like we're seriously worried about losing fifty one forty nine to San Diego State. You act you like got, we're just Ryan, a bulletproof tournament it, team. Okay, but it even to prove my point even more that you shouldn't be terrified of this kind of team. Your whole argument this whole time, and you brought it up tonight about would we rather a shootout or a like tight low possession game you've been saying low possession game because that's where bill's most comfortable so like why are you all of a sudden flipping on that when that could just lead right into that this should be right up your alley because i'm just trying to find other ways 
It's the turn. Anything can happen in March. Uh, let's talk Iowa. I'm so sick of Iowa. I mean, <laughs> Just... the amount of love that team's getting. And g- granted, they've been really good. Really good the last, what? What was it, AB, since what date they've been the second best team in the country? Uh, February 7th. They're, our boy Janes hit us up and said they were 12-2 and two in their last 14. So I went back and checked the date of that, plugged it into Torvik. They were second, um, which impressive. Yeah. But again, yeah. like I just I still don't really see it. I'm not feeling great about them. Maybe I'm just being a hater, but I don't know. I I don't know. They're way just, too trendy. Uh, people love them way too much. Dick Vitale has them in the national title game, which shout out Dickie V, cancer free. So happy to see that. But that was awesome. The guy. Does not pick great Final Fours every year. Not sure if you pay, <laughs> but um, so seeing him and seeing him have Iowa uh, going far was good to see. Yeah, his Final uh, Fours well, are about, his Final Fours are about as good as your Wi-Fi right now. <laughs> I don't understand why my Wi-Fi is bad. Everything looks um, great on my end. Turn your I phone Wi-Fi off or something. I don't know if you guys saw this like stat on Twitter today, but I feel like you this would interest you guys, and I feel like. You're going to get one of the team because we're talking about them now, but I feel like you'll be able to get the second one. So since 2020 teams fit this criteria, um, it's three things, top six seed in their region, top 25 ranked offense, and a below 150th ranked defense. Only one of those 20 made the Elite Eight and zero of 20 made the Final Four. And there's two of those teams in the field this year. Who are they besides Iowa, obviously? Is it? Purdue below a hundred defense is really on bad. What? Yeah, defense. AB got it. Purdue. So okay. since 2000, that criteria and only one team has made the Elite Eight. So obviously we'd see Iowa in the Sweet 16, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've like talked myself into Iowa not even getting there. Like I think Same. it's been such such a trendy pick to where like I've like. It's become so trendy to love Providence, or hate Providence, and love Iowa. Like I'm convinced we're seeing Providence in the Sweet 16, and I think Providence. I just switched that over. Stinks. So bad. And also, so. I don't, I don't know where this stat came from because I don't know how those two teams would be below 150. But whatever. I don't know if it's analytic. It can't be analytically. I looked earlier, and Iowa was like 77th. Yeah. But that kind of adds to my point more. So like. Like, I know we say our defense at times is, like, not the greatest, but they're peaking defensively right now. And they're still – they've still been a top 40 defense on Ken yeah. Palm and Torvik and all those sides all year long. You look at teams like yeah. Iowa, yeah, they've got a top five offense, but would you, would you rather have the number six offense and the number 29 defense or the number two offense and the number 77 defense? That's what to me, I saw... I'm taking option A all day long. Yeah. I saw Mark Titus, uh, he, he posted, Jeff Hawk did a great video of all the people kind of picking Iowa, but Mark Titus was like, yeah, uh, Iowa's offense is too good. Like Kansas defense had been great this year. They're not going to be able to keep up with the offense. It's like their offense is a little better than ours, but not by much. And our defense is a lot better than theirs. So it's like that logic is so that's logic. I don't know. It's just I think people are so used to Iowa being so electric on offense, which they are. But the reason they lose in March because they cannot guard anybody. Like they they do this every year. Now Keegan Murray, yeah. he's good, really good. He's the type of guy that can lead a team. But I mean, twelve and two since February, whatever. 
to think that going into, I mean, for them to make a Final Four run, they would have to go on an incredibly hot streak to be, that would put them at 16-2 and two, their last 18 games over with wins over a lot of good teams. So I did that little team comparison before we got on with Iowa this year. And the two teams they compared to most were Iowa from 2021 and Iowa from 2020. So like, and we saw it last year with Iowa, like they looked awesome in the regular season. They were very trendy. And then second round comes around and they lose to a team that's more athletic than them that can get more stops than they can. And they're just out. Like that's all it takes. Then they had a player of the year candidate. last. Did Garza win player of the year last year? Like they yeah. had a guy and obviously, you know, different players, different, you know, different strokes, different folks, but still, they're like very comparable to last year's team, and we saw what happened to them. Now, I guess you can flip that and say this KU team has a lot of the same players they did last year, but it's very obviously that you know we've gotten a lot better. And Oregon, Oregon yeah. scored like two hundred points against them. I feel like in the yeah. second round, like everyone. I remember Dude, when that region bad. when that region came out. I feel like a good. I don't. Who was our one seed last year? Do you guys remember? I know Iowa was the two because we they were, were like, we were Gonzaga. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like Iowa, yeah. they were at least a trendy pick to beat us in the Sweet 16 and like maybe make an Elite Eight because everyone thought it was going to be like Timmy versus Garza in the Elite Eight. But they got yeah. like, they yeah, they don't play defense. It's just like run and gun. And it's kind of the same style as us. Like we both play fast and our both of our offenses are good. But like you said, yeah, our defense is better. And we've been peaking. And like, I feel like you guys agree with me, but losing at TCU is like the best thing that could have happened to us. And think about, like, think about how good we've been defensively since then. Like, Bill obviously imprinted something in their brains because at TCU at home, then uh, two days later they were tired, but I thought they were good defensively. And then Texas, Texas could shot like 30% from the field. And then obviously Bill was thrilled with their defense at the T Mobile Center this weekend. So they've been really good since they just got, since they just got out toughed basically at TCU. Like, they just got embarrassed. No one was good. And, I, re- I feel like we all three of us knew that was going to end up benefiting us, kind of like uh, when we lost to Kentucky earlier in the year. Yeah. Kind of sure. got punked. Bill, we've seen so many Kansas teams have like a late season loss. And even that night, I tweeted like we lost to Oklahoma State the last game of the year by 18 on a Final Four run. Like, we're fine. Uh, I mean, Iowa could beat us. They absolutely could. But, like, this idea that Iowa is, like, a better team than us, like, I just don't get it. I don't see it. Um, this is awful that how bad my Wi-Fi is, apparently. Um, well, I, I did want to bring up one point. Have you guys – like, I've, I know I've listened to a lot of Bracket podcasts this week and a lot of college hoops talk. Have you guys seen anybody have any other matchup other than KU Iowa in the Sweet 16? That's the thing. Like 99% so... of them are like saying it's KU Iowa, and we've hinted at it before when everyone's saying something, likely not going to happen. So to me, I just don't know that Iowa's going to get that far. And maybe it's us that doesn't get that far. Maybe it's San Diego State versus Iowa in the, sec- or in the Sweet 16, and we go home crying again, and the podcast is cursed for life. But <laughs> AB's been talking about it too. Like, um, Shit, first year we did the pod, we got the Midwest and thought we were going to be at the Sprint Center playing Roy, and it's kind of the same thing this year with Iowa because they have so many grads um, from Chicago and things like that. So it would be like I obviously haven't been to Iowa sporting events, but the way Twitter's making it seem is like Iowa's just going to have the United Center just bumping. Can I rant about that a little bit? 
So it's yes. like everyone's just assuming it's KU Iowa or Iowa's. I guess it's like uh, in 2019 when we wanted to get to KC. Like I bet Iowa fans are just like, dude, just get to the United Center, and then you never know what can happen. And then, I mean, they're playing a 12, and 12s beat fives all the time. Like Jacob Gilliard from KC, him and Richmond. Like that would be. How pumped would you guys be if Richmond beat Iowa? Just to stop hearing about them. Juice boxed. Very. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just want to complain about KU Twitter. I know we do that all the time. We, it's the whole complaining about fans being close to Chicago is driving me nuts. Like, how many times have we been in the advantage of that? Like, 2019. Okay, I see. It, it, it happens every year. It's all about money. Like, what are we complaining about? It like it just makes us look like hated. I see your point, but it's also it sucks. Like I don't. But it's not like I KU get fans why won't go to Chicago. KU fans will still have more fans than Iowa at that game. I guarantee. I hope. You. And I, that's I think just you're, grads you're, too. There are a I lot of KU right. fans that live up there. That would I'm be pretty fun. sure I you're right, but I'm not happen. positive. Another thing this reminds me of is when what was it? it was 2017 when we had the regionals in KC and Iowa State was our five seed. And we were freaking out because it's like, oh, my God, people from Ames is their favorite travel destination, Kansas City. They can come two out of three weekends. And they don't even make it to 16, and we freaked out for nothing because Purdue got through. So that's kind of yeah. my whole thing with this KUI was not happening because we're all assuming it will. Yeah, I mean, I'm they would have to that. they'd have to beat a really tough, gritty 12 seed, and then they'd have to beat – shit, no matter who they play in the second round, if they win, it'll be tough. Like South Dakota State's electric. Like that game might be 98, 97, and then – Providence, we're not high on, but they're still a higher seeded team than Iowa, and they won the Big East, and so it's like it's going to take a lot for them to get to the United Center. But it's like if we're in the United Center without Iowa, anyways, we like AB said, we have a huge KU fan base there. Like we would have that place packed, and it would be a ton of fun. Uh, AB, correct uh, me if I'm wrong, but like South Dakota State, absolutely straps from three, right? Like yeah, they just they, do. they are they're, they're an the best awesome three point shooting team in the country. So if I'm an Iowa fan and I'm sitting here like, man, I don't know if we play good enough defense, and let's say they get past Richmond, I really do think South Dakota State's gonna beat Providence. Um that's that could be like an an electric high scoring game. And like that to me seems just like a team that Iowa would be terrified of. Now I don't know enough about South Dakota State, like athletic athleticism wise defensive wise but Terrible i don't know i can just i can just totally see south dakota state beating them in some like shootout south dakota state kind of and i'm not gonna act like i know much about them at all except from what i've heard from a few podcasts this week on them but it just feels like iowa and south dakota state are the same team but iowa just like does it better so like i i kind of yeah. think iowa could run away with that game even if it's like 102 to 80 or something like that where South Dakota State does score a lot, but they just cannot even think about getting a stop. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. I mean, I just ranked defense, according to Ken Pong. 220 seconds. So that, like, I wonder what that over-under is at right now. I bet it's got to be in the 160s because it's like, Iowa's the same way, and South Dakota State's 59th in tempo, and they're the 12th-ranked offense. So 12th-ranked offense against the second-ranked well, offense. Well, they're, they're not playing yet, so there's probably not a total yet. Oh, but yeah. Forgot uh, about that. Playing Providence. <laughs> love how, love, we'll, we'll love how ahead of ourselves we get. Uh, <laughs> we've been talking okay. about hypothetical matchups for 30 minutes. I think we got to do some – none of this is going to happen. We, we just spent half an episode talking about games that none of them – That's why March is the best. Dude, we've been talking about seeding implications for two I know. months. I know. It's just the best. Um, all right. Before we do listener questions, we actually have quite a bit of listener questions. They were really good. So do you guys have any like other bracket talk you want to break down? Um, a B yes, you do. I will pass it to you. <laughs> uh, well, do we want to do like upsets or save those for the end? Cause I've got a dynamite upset if you guys want it, <laughs> yeah. but we can save that for the end. If that's what we want to close on. Cause no, I have something let's just jump into, let's jump into questions and I'm sure some, uh, there are maybe questions regarding that but uh so first question we got was does iowa live up to the hype we've already talked about that that, so we're gonna skip that one um i kind of like this one Uh, ever watched a have you ever watched a ku or tourney game in a weird place this guy said he's got a bachelor party saturday night and depending on game time he could be watching at the gents club (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I've told the story on the I, pod already. Like the KU Duke game, the Elite Eight. I watched it at Chili's in Arkansas on my way home from New Orleans. Oh yeah, that's about the weirdest one I've got. But man, I don't. Yeah, I'm I pretty dang strict about where I watch tournament games. Oh yeah, engagement parties. <laughs> Next. Uh, yeah, <laughs> go ahead. B turn. <laughs> Uh, I was in Padre and I stopped to watch the Clemson game, Sweet 16 in 2018. So stopped at like a restaurant and we ended up winning, but I wasn't going to drive through that. Like that would be the worst thing ever. Just checking like play by play or box score or something like that. I mean, um, if this guy actually watches a tournament game in the gentleman's club, um, he may have to come on the pod to recap that experience. <laughs> I'd be very interested in that. <laughs> Lap dance at the same time. <laughs> oh, I think this guy also said, my weirdest, 03 championship game, watch the game cast type out in a PC room in Vietnam at 7 a.m. with a six-pack. Lots of weird <laughs> looks and a big letdown. Wow. Can't top that. All right. Bears fair. Other than KU, which Big 12 team do you think can make the most noise in in the tourney? 
Mine I think Baylor's tech. getting beat. Yeah, I think Tech. I don't know. I I, I kind of think they're both losing in the Sweet Sixteen. I already. Uh, got where the, do you have them going? I still think Baylor's like banged up, and I just don't believe in them. I think they're frauds. I think they're going to lose in the second round to whoever they play. I don't know why. I just. I don't see them going deep at all. Like they won their natty last year. So it's like I see them first week in bounce. And I think Tech can beat anyone in the country. That's how good they are defensively. And that's how good their coach is. So I love Tech always. They who, can, do you, they're... who do you have in the Tech Duke game? Who do you have? I feel like I can't trust Duke. So I would take Tech. You know what you're going to get from Tech. Duke's super loaded. They could get hot. They have a ton of talent, but. I would trust Tech more is what I'm saying. What about you, AB? I mean, those are two obvious ones, but I do have a sneaky one. And you guys are going to hate it because you guys disagreed on Sunday. I think Texas could make a little run here. I know they're not playing well, but Chris Beard has made runs before. He's got turning experience. Mm -hmm. I think Vatek is so... So public right now. Everyone they loves Vatek. They just and they're the perfect example of teams that we said we like to fade that get hot in their conference tournament, come into the regular tournament, and cool off. So if Texas gets by them, and I've already said Purdue, I think they're very fraudulent. I mean, they can I could see them easily get into a sweet 16. Dude, I I had just been penciling in Virginia Tech, and then today I kind of sat down, re-looked at the bracket, and it was kind of like this thing kind of opens up nicely for Texas if they put together – I mean, if they just beat Virginia Tech, then you're playing Purdue horribly defensively. Texas plays really good defense. I don't know. Like, I think if that gets into – like, if you, if Texas gets a game like we got against them in overtime in Allen Fieldhouse, like, I think Texas is going to win that game. Purdue wants no part of a brawl with Texas. So, all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, is Texas going to the Sweet 16? Now, I don't think they'd have a shot against Kentucky, but mm-hmm. – I agree. I agree that Texas is kind of being – they've lost three straight, and I think they've kind of been forgotten about, which they've stunk at a lot of points this year. But <laughs> Chris Beard wins games in the tournament, so I, I like that one. A week to prep, too. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's just a theory. You want, to know what the, you want to know what the worst first-round game is? LSU versus Iowa State. Literally, it's going to be 42-35. to 35. Well, it's just like LSU doesn't have their coach – Iowa State stinks. The winner plays Wisconsin. Them, like, I don't know. It's all just so – that little pod just so it's boring so to bad. me. That's another <laughs> – I mean, I know – One of those teams is going to be in the Sweet 16. Right. I know the question yeah. was Big 12, but I think – is there a chance where Will Wade getting fired, the players kind of react well to that? Like, I don't know what their, his relationship was with them, but it's like that's just been such a cloud hanging over them for the last four years. And now that it's finally just been dealt with, is there a chance that they smoke Iowa State because they stink and then they can go play Wisconsin? No. I don't know how they rank analytically, but Wisconsin's like 30th. So, like, it's probably going to be close to a pick Um And who knows? Colgate yeah. might be Wisconsin. I mean, I think, but... anything, I think anything happens against Wisconsin in a second-round game. Even if Iowa State finds a way to beat uh, LSU, I think Wisconsin plays a close game every time they play. So They could lose I mean, first round. Bottom of our region is just not fun at all. Like Auburn's no. obviously electric, but I feel like you can't predict any of those games, and you can't even really predict who's going to get to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. But speaking of shitters, is this Indiana game on right now? I mean, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we get, can we get a score update? 13 it's all 13. with five to go. In the first half. And I gotta, obviously. 
I gotta go take a pee. Okay. Well, all right. AB, uh, we got another question. How surprised will you be? And you love this team, the San Francisco Dons. Uh, how surprised will you be when San Francisco cans 12 threes and sends home Kentucky? I haven't even thought about Kentucky losing to San Francisco. I've been so hung up on Murray State. Um, That's a- you're in on the Dons. I'm not. That's a sneaky tough 7-10 for Kentucky. You either got like an in-state opponent, Murray State, who has lost, what, two games this year? Yeah. Or you got the Dons, uh, who... Are they 30-3? I, I think they're 30-2. and two. Maybe I'm wrong on that, <laughs> but they're, they're I think either way. Right. Their record's stupid. So, like, <laughs> you're either getting a team that's lost two or three games in your home state, probably a bunch of kids that would have... I grew up dreaming of playing at Kentucky. Same thing with Davidson versus Duke if that happens. but um, Or San Francisco, who's ranked highly analytically all year. Uh, people kind of talk shit on the West Coast Conference and like to say Gonzaga doesn't play anybody, but they had they got three tournament teams this year and BYU is close, so like it's not horrible. It's better than some as many as power Pac-12. Conference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, we kind of hinted which other teams would we rather play in our 8-9. Like, I wouldn't want to see either of those teams in our 8-9. If they were like yeah. one seed lower, or one seed higher, so I mean, I'd be thrilled because I, I mean, on the Kentucky note, I, that's another thing that I feel super public, and I'm on that side too. Everyone's got Kentucky in the Final Four. Everyone. So I, I tweeted it like up. a few weeks ago. It felt like Kentucky, because of their game against us, just became this absolute monster to everybody and they really have not looked that great i mean even even they their win in the sec tournament against vanderbilt a team that stinks was a grind like kentucky had to pull away in the final couple minutes so it is weird i think kentucky's gonna be fine i think they've been a little banged up and i think they're gonna come out pretty fresh this week and have a huge tournament um but Man, would it be funny to see Murray State, another Kentucky team, beat Kentucky the second round. I mean, that would kind of be like Wichita State beating KU, but like Wichita State had been to a Final Four at that point. Like Murray State is still quite a bit lower than Wichita State, I think. But is right, it'd be is great. Right, are you still down on the Dons? Hate them. I, I think just, they're a top 20 I, Ken Palm team, and I feel like – I feel like the reason Rye doesn't like him is because he's seen them lose to Gonzaga, like get blown out by Gonzaga a few times. AB tried to convince me all week they're losing to the Dons. They're losing to the Dons, and then they just got <laughs> annihilated every they, um, time they played them. I said they were losing either St. Mary's or the Dons, and they did lose to St. Mary's. True. You redeemed they're, yourself. I feel like they're pretty solid, and their two starting guards average 17 points and 14 points, and then they have a big that averages like 14 and 10. And there's two senior, they're two starting guards that average 17 and 14 are seniors. So I think they're super tough. I feel like a lot of, I don't know if you guys already talked about this, but I feel like a lot of people are on Murray State, but maybe I'm wrong. Is Bill Russell suiting up? Bill Rowe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a good question uh, from our guy, Alan, who always sends in some good questions. Tight game. Obviously, depends on who's playing well, but what is the five you want out there to end the game? Absolutely. I And I think really this question is just, do you want DeWan or Remy on the court late in the game? That's really how he could have phrased it. And, like, 
I'm I'm riding with Dewan still. <clears throat> Probably. I mean, it that's depends all on the I gotta style say about game. that. If it's higher oh, scoring, yeah. maybe we want another scorer out there. But I mean, we've rode Dewan all year long, except for the Texas Tech game, really. So I love how we, that. yeah, I love how we ended against Tech. I thought we were super tough, and Remy had great. He had a bunch of dimes like late to Jalen and just I, he obviously can provide more on offense. And then like ever since we talked about the tech game at Allen where Remy was great and they took him out late in the game and we couldn't score. It's like that just scares me like for the yeah. tournament that we're just struggling to score because we don't have a point guard. I mean, his assist to turnover ratio is great, but I feel like he obviously can't create for himself. And it's almost four against five sometimes. And then I don't know. I just I loved how we looked late in the game against tech and. I feel like Bill did too. I just love that Dewan clearly wasn't at his best, and Bill just said, "Hey, we got Remy. Like Remy's playing fine. I'll, I'll stick with him. Like that's what I want. I just want us to play who's playing best at that time. Like I don't want it to be, oh, Dewan got us here, um, which I guess is kind of what I was saying. But like I don't have. I'm still not convincing myself Remy's going to average twelve and five or whatever in the tournament. Like." I'm not allowing myself to get my hopes up for that. So I just hope Bill has the open mind in a, in a tight Elite Eight game to go with Remy if he's the better point guard that day. But yeah. we will see. Um, That's what this said. from our boy Janes, big Iowa fan. We have to rely on someone not named Oach, Jalen, or CB to have a game-winning performance to get us to the Final Four. Who could we count on? AB. I mean, if those three are not able to be counted on in like an Elite Eight type game, we're probably <laughs> screwed in general. But the answer is Dave, no? Yep. And Dave's won his games say, already this year. It's, it's got to be Dave. I mean, so I guess theoretically you could say Remy just because he's shown at least once this year where he can just put a spurt together, hit a couple shots. But um, yeah. I'm not super confident in that happening. But yeah, if we're taking out the three wings, you got to take Dave. I think so too. I mean, I don't get how you could say anyone else really, because like you said, Remy hasn't really shown it. He's been he was good in a couple non-con games, and he was great late in Tech. But it's not like he's won us games like Dave has. And there's been, I mean, there's been a few games that Dave won us. I feel like at West Virginia, he was, it wasn't really close, and it was never really in doubt. But he was great there, like twenty and ten. And then Texas on Senior Night, he absolutely won us that game. Um, yeah. I don't think there's a chance we win without him. So. And that was to win the league. So that's a huge game. So that's a very, yeah. super clutch performance. And then I think a Big 12 tournament game, he had 18 and 10 or so. Dude, he's good. I'm like, I'm very <laughs> excited about Dave. I'm to the point where I'm like, I hope he comes back next year. Um, oh, that'll be it's such a, a roller hot debate. If, if I, he has a bad tournament game, can you imagine Twitter being like, I hope he's gone. I hope he doesn't even consider it. But, no, what are the what are the we'll odds see. if we lose the tournament game? It's just going to be all Dewan or Dave on Twitter. It's going to be one of the other, be bad. Like. It's going to be one of those where I just got to turn the old Twitter off and just like watch Netflix and pretend college basketball doesn't exist. Um, this is a really brutal question from Alan, and I hate it. I know. Uh, it would you take a second round exit to guarantee seven wins in football? And a bowl game victory. Dude, and people so are going to kill me for this. People are going to kill me for this. I wouldn't. I want a Final Four. Like, yeah. I would not. I'm not taking a second. This team has got maybe two weeks ago, I probably answered differently. 
but this team has got my hopes up. I've dealt with football loss forever. I can handle that. Mm -hmm. I'm sick of handling second round losses in the NCAA tournament. I'm sick of being on a podcast that has existed since 20 January, 2019. And we haven't made it in the second weekend yet. I'm not losing in the second round this year. So that's my answer. Yeah, have it, and I'm so I feel like we're, we love Bill Self so much too that we would hate just the backlash he would get and things like that. And we, yeah, we haven't been to the second weekend since 2018. And when you actually have a chance to win it all, like this team definitely has a chance to win it all. They're a one seed, and their odds have already jumped tremendously. I feel like since we saw our region. So when you have a team that has a chance to win it all, it's like second round second round exits are just devastating. Like. KU football obviously doesn't have a chance to win at all. And a bowl game would be yeah. fun. We haven't won more than three games in like 10 years. So it's like bowl game would be awesome. But I would also settle for like four or five wins from the football team. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I don't need seven wins in a bowl game. Just give me four wins. And I'm like storming mastery. Like, what do we – that's all we need. AB, I feel like you've got some takes on this. I don't have anything else to add. You guys nailed every point that I had in my head. It's just, I guess, one thing to tack onto it. We've just think about other second round games that we've lost KU wise, and now we still talk about them you and like I. years and years <laughs> later. Northern Iowa, Stanford, Wichita State. We've talked about all of those yeah. on this very podcast in the last 47 minutes. So, like, just having another one of those, and really just if you want to expand it even further, teams that are good enough to make a Final Four or good enough to potentially win a championship. We talk about that every single day, we tweet about it every single day. The 2020 team never got their chance. 2017 team, they should have won. Like, I don't need to deal with heartbreak or a big letdown just to see seven wins and, you know, yeah. 75% full stadium. So, it was like, uh, right when you sent that question in, though, I was like, damn, it's kind of tough. Yeah, because it, it is tough. Like, I was like, oh, I, because I feel like there's going to be some people that are like, you guys are idiots. Like, football has to – we we need football wins. But I'm like, I don't care. Nothing sucks more than having a team that you think can make a Final Four and losing in the second round. Like, it, it's the worst. I don't want to experience that ever again in my life, um, yeah. which we will probably 30 <laughs> more times. But It's, it's uh, also just one more little small tidbit on that. With the NCAA punishments coming, whatever they are, and Bill's got, what, 10 years left? Like, I'd like to try and take advantage of every chance where we have Bill and a full team that's able to compete in the postseason yeah. to try and get him number two. Yeah, I cannot have social media going right. ham about us losing in the second round again, calling Bill a choker. and Because, like, think about it. Ten years ago was the Kentucky title game loss. That does not seem like Crazy. ten years ago. So, like, think about Dude. ten years from now, and Bill's in his little last year. He's got his retirement tour going on like Coach K. And he's still sitting here, and we look back on these teams that lost early when they had a chance to do something. Like, I don't need that in my life. If KU wins three games next year, we're going to forget about it by Christmas. So, here's a here's a thought that you just brought up. If if Bill, like, if Bill went now that Roy and Coach K are gone, if Bill wins the second Natty this year, he is no doubt the best coach in like college basketball, right? Like, I was trying to think, does anyone else have two besides Jay Wright? And Bill would have two. He would have the Big 12 resume that just the conference tournaments, conference champion, unmatched, nobody can touch it. He'd have the most wins. Like, that's how that's so crazy to me how quickly a narrative can shift is that Bill Self can go from 
chokes in March, underachieves as a one seed, to now two coaches retire and he gets one more natty. That's a lot to happen. And winning a natty is a lot to ask. But, like, he would become, like, I don't think there would be an argument for anyone. Maybe Jay Wright. But, like, there would be nobody that even has come close to as good of a resume as Bill if he gets that second natty. Yeah, I mean, I don't even see how you could say Jay Wright. Like, yeah, he won two in three years. But it's like, like you said, the Big 12 – the big 12 like regular season titles the tournament titles and things like that like his resume is just insane hasn't missed the tournament hasn't been worse than a four seed and yeah that one natty because it's like i would say a ton of people not us but a ton of people around the country would say calipari's better and calipari has the same amount of titles and if he got that second one, two nits like, in the last 10 years i will never yeah. accept that calipari is better than bill yeah exactly but if he, yeah, if that, he gets a second natty that second but. one could just do wonders for Bill. Like you couldn't say shit about Bill for a long time. Like I don't even know how you could because it's like I don't even know how to research this, but it's like I feel like you always see the stats where we have we're in the top list of certain amount of tourney wins since this certain year. And then like the other day yeah. they were saying we have the most wins in all of power fives in the last like five years, and it's not even close. Yeah. But yeah. he gets the I choker mean. label because 2011 didn't get it done and he hasn't won one in almost 14 years and i don't know yeah all right don't want to go down a rabbit hole on bill's march success but all right ab i think we covered most listeners questions um you said you had some upset specials for us uh what do you got (laughs) i've got an upset special and a futures lock that we can get to after the upset but here's here's a a little Here's a little dabble. If you, I'm retired, so I will not be tossing any money around. Good. But what? But <laughs> but there is a game where I think a 16 point favorite could fall in the first round. Can Jacksonville State is top 15 in the country in three point percentage. They shoot a lot of threes. Auburn defensively against threes not that great. Right, Their guard play isn't very good. They're going to have to rely on their bigs, which, yeah, maybe they might just overpower them. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but we keep saying the bottom half of our bracket could get funky. Don't be shocked if Jacksonville State's hanging around on Thursday, Friday, whenever that game is. I love it. You know how sick it would be to lose the Jacksonville State in the Elite Eight? Now, as a, a 15 seed is probably not going to win back-to-back years because I know I'm just running. kidding. But I'm just just my, saying, uh, throwing a little feeler out there that I kind of have a feeling Jacksonville State might do a little something. And Auburn's kind of in a tailspin right now too. My they buddy are. and uh, my buddy that lives in Vegas went to the old casino yesterday to the book and took Jacksonville State money line. So he's trying to talk <laughs> me into it. At least take the spread too. But Auburn, I mean, we talked about Auburn. They've been about as inconsistent as anyone lately. Like, there's been bum teams that hung with them, and I feel like you can't ever trust them because we've talked about their guard play. I mean, their guards can be electric, but they can also kill you. Like, they can shoot you out of games. KD and Green or whatever his name is can almost shoot you out of games. But I don't know. I I feel I've been thinking all week, like, our region just screams it's going to be – a bunch of like highly seated teams, or like I could see a second round matchup of it's like South Dakota State and uh, Richmond or something like that, and then Easily. the bracket the yeah. bracket breaks for us, and then I don't know, I don't even want to say yeah. it, but it's happened to us before. 
Uh, all right. Do we? Uh, where you, you got anything else, AB, or did you you gave your upset special? Yeah, the little futures lock, and maybe I'll sound a little biased, but a little fun tidbit to back up this thing. The last time the National Collegiate Athletic Association hosted the men's basketball final four in 2000, or in New Orleans, was in 2012. Hawks went. Time before that, 2003. Hawks went. Time before that, 1993. Hawks went. So, my point is, I think the Kansas basketball Jayhawks will be in the Final Four this year, partially because of the New Orleans voodoo, because we just seem to show up when it's there. But also, we've talked about it many times, the bracket's just going to break our way, I think. Like, we talk, like I don't think KU-Iowa is going to happen. So, I think we get Providence, South Dakota State, something along those lines. And then the bottom half, we don't feel comfortable with anybody. Parrish was saying on the radio earlier today that Auburn's the only team that can beat KU in our region. And we just spent five minutes trashing Auburn saying they could lose to a 15 seed. So, like, <laughs> I just I just have a fantastic you. feeling about this team making a run. I, uh... Me. Me. I. But, I mean... again, I, we all share the same sentiment that their guard play sucks yeah. and can take them out. Of, and all it takes is one game of them going 0 of 22 combined from the field, which they did in SEC, and they're out. They're just done. So, we... I got the Hawks in the Final yeah. Four. I don't know what those odds are. Probably 2 to 1, something like that. But – I would uh, sprinkle. And speaking of final four odds from our region, I tweeted it, but Providence being like 45 to one to get out of the region as a four seed behind like a 10 seed and 11. That's so funny to me. It, I, I had such a hearty laugh. They are so wildly disrespected, but like all the numbers, I, other than wins and losses, like everything on paper just shows that Providence is like a nine or a 10 seed. I don't know. Like, that like, poor team. They're probably going to make the freaking Final Four. We, us three were like, I mean, you two are probably happier because I feel like you guys get pumped about seeing the brackets and read. I do too, but you guys are like, I feel like AB studies it almost. So it's like when you guys saw the teams you saw in our region, like you guys were pumped. I was pumped. And like ever since then, I've just been getting my hopes even way higher, like getting ecstatic about the bracket. Like I just feel, I feel so good about this team right now because they, They've been guarding well for the past few weeks. The emergence of Remy. You got a bunch of guys from that 2020 team that are still pissed off and looking for revenge from that. And just a bunch of upperclassmen, too. I've said that on, like, every pod this year. But it's, like, it's so nice having vets and guys that have played in the tournament and things like that. But And these players, they haven't even really experienced a full march, like, experience yeah. is the crazy thing. Like, Bill talked about that in his presser the other day. We haven't made it past the first weekend and when we the year we probably would have the tournament obviously got canceled. So it's like I feel like these guys are gonna be super hungry. Um you saw that in KC and then just the emergence of Remy, dude. Like we've waited for it all year and to have someone that has averaged twenty points a night and has been one of the best best players in the country before he came here coming off the bench is like just such an extra added bonus. Like it just I don't know. Just watching him be healthy and just be electric and KC just got my hopes way up and I'm going to really be disappointed if he doesn't play well in the tournament. I love it. Tucker clip that. That was a, uh, if you're going to take anything away from this pod is let's get uh B turns confidence out in the public. Cause I mean, we clipped me saying that we had the underdog mentality, which I still stand by that. Like the 2018 team had the underdog mentality this team absolutely as stupid as it is for a one seed in a Kansas team to 
think they're underdogs. I think this team feels that way right now. It's, everyone's picking Iowa. Everyone's picking Auburn. Like nobody's really picking Kansas. It blows my mind. But so, yeah, I think that was well said, B turn. I'm my hopes are up. My hopes are up, and I hate it. Yeah, uh, obviously Iowa and Wisconsin would be scary in Chicago, but. Um... Other than that, like I just feel really good about the region. I feel like we got the two seed we wanted. We got a like a four seed is obviously scary because the Sweet Sixteen. We got the four seed we wanted, but um, how like I'm not even trying to be negative or like bring up bad thoughts, but like, so if we lost in the second round, like would this be a team in the future where you guys were like we would have won it all? Like, do you feel that good about this team? Depends on how we lost, I guess. But I mean, we I mean, if, if we go back three weeks. After the TCU loss, we had a lot of questions and a lot of like, I think all of us said in some way or form that we would be okay if we made it to the Sweet 16, just got to a second weekend. So like, obviously we look good now, we're kind of peaking at the right time, but I think looking back and we kind of take everything in as a whole as one season, we can kind of, you know, put it in perspective. If we lose an ugly game to Creighton or San Diego State, where we can be like, okay, yeah, the writing was on the ball all year long. I just don't think I'm going to look back on this team if we lose in the second round and say, wow, that team was going to win it all like I did with 2017 or even 2016 or other te- 2010, 2011, like those teams. But I will say what's going to really frustrate me this year is that I do, as we've said, I think this bracket is favorable for us. Like I really like our run to not only the Final Four, but even to the national title game. Like The South is stacked, but – I mean, you're seeing Arizona a little banged up, Tennessee, Brick Barn, like, or Villanova. I know Villanova's, but this Villanova team doesn't scare me. Like, there's nobody that comes out of that South region that terrifies me quite like a Kentucky or a Gonzaga, or even if Duke gets hot and makes Final Four run. That side's more scary to me, who's coming out of that Final Four, than our side. So, like, I genuinely think this isn't our most talented team. But I genuinely think we have a we have the draw to actually get to the national title game, and then you get there and you got Bill Self versus another guy, and like I'm feeling pretty good at that point. So that's what'll be just most disappointing to me is I'll feel like we threw away a pretty good opportunity that the bracket presented for us. So, uh, you guys got anything else? We should we should we should, uh, we should wrap this up. I uh, I hope the Hawks <laughs> perform better than my Wi-Fi did tonight. Um, boys, I'm excited. Yeah, I am excited. We are about to watch basketball for a bazillion hours straight, and well, I feel so good about the Hawks. Us. So, some and, of us are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. enjoy yeah, your. I guess maybe. The, I don't know when we'll do our next pod, but kind of makes me nervous saying this. I feel like next time we do the pod, we're gonna know if we're playing in the second weekend for the first time in the pod history or not. That made my palms all sweaty. Holy shit! Oh. <laughs> if we, I know we've said a lot of if we lose in the second round in the last twenty minutes, but we seriously gotta hit up BJ if we lose to San Diego State and ask him if we can get out of our deal because that podcast will be. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not burn, kidding. Burn the burn the contract. Yeah. Burn the contract. Burn all the old episodes. We're done. Home field yeah. advantage. Done. No, I'm serious. Right. I think I think we might all three of us have to just agree on retirement if we don't because it's yeah. like 2019 we were ranked number one all year and then 2020 covid 
And then last I'll start year, a Washburn Ichabod pod if we if we lose. So you can do Pitt State, whatever. Um, we'll do an right, MIAA pod. <laughs> it was right, fun, Rock boys. Chop. I'm excited for March. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. This is Rock March. Chop. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.